Listen twice, where we're taking a look at the Bond movies, both official and unofficial. We were talking about the fourth Bond movie, but we're on our fifth episode. That's right. We are talking about Thunderball today. As always, I'm Jake. I'm still Troy. But are you? <laughs> I'm Jen. I, well, at least I'm not Troy. Aww. Why do I always have to be Troy every week? I I I I would just end it, man. <laughs> All right. See you next time, folks. <laughs> just eject yourself from your yacht, jettison your cocoon, and just crash Jet- into an jettison island. my cocoon. Jettison cocoon. Put on a nice movie like Never Say Never Again, and no. drink a bunch of pills, and then you know what, guys? I think I just need away. to go to a relaxing spa and become a Frenchman. Is that what happened here? Well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it. So there's lots to talk about. <laughs> lots to talk about here. Uh, like I said in the beginning, we are talking about Thunderball. Like Thunderball. So we should probably, before we talk about the plot of Thunderball, we should get into the behind-the-scenes drama of Thunderball, uh, which is almost as interesting as the movie itself, if not a, a little bit more. Well, that's not hard with Thunderball. Hey, hey, don't you start with me. Don't <laughs> you start saying. with me on that. <laughs> this episode's just going to be us piling on you, Troy. Look. And not in the way that you'd like. For, oh, man, never in the way I like. For listeners at home, I may have a different opinion on Thunderball, which I might have changed. But you'll you'll have to listen. Oh my god! Ah. Oh my god! This is this is exclusive. This, this is, is going to be a suspense. Troy may have changed his opinion on a movie. Ooh. Oh my! Wait, Jake. So you're telling me that there's a James Bond movie with behind the scenes drama? What? I'm shocking. So we went from from Rush with Love being a curse production. Uh, it's a Goldfinger. Pretty much, <laughs> the filming of that seemed pretty smooth, and then now Thunderball is. Uh, the very inception of the idea of Thunderball from book to everything, everything about it is fucked. Yeah, so originally it was a script, right? Ian Fleming, tell me, Jake, was it for a TV or a movie? It was an actual, it was a movie. Uh, okay. He partnered up with a good old man by the name of Kevin McClory. Dun, dun, dun! Yes. Who invented everything, uh, spy movies, uh, spy genre, uh, yes. spies, the concept of spies, the concept of guns, the concept of sleeping with women, uh, the I concept spy. of water. Yeah, I spy, spy versus spy. Mission Impossible. Sean Connery had never worn a suit uh, before Kevin McClory gave him a jacket and a nice collar shirt. Before that, he was just wearing like kilts and hair. He dressed like a milkman because he was a milkman before he was yeah. an actor. As as we all know, the previous James Bond movies, he's just dressed like uh, his character from Darby O'Gill and the Little People. But oh. then when oh. Kevin came in, it all got fixed. Uh, yes. So anyway, so back to Kevin McClory. They were working on a script 
So Ian Fleming sold the rights to Casino Royale uh, sometime after its publication or even beforehand. I'm not sure. And uh, he was going like, you know what? We could do a Bond movie. And he teams up with Kevin McClory and they have a screenwriter named Jack Whittingham. And they work out a plot involving an evil organization named Spectre. They hijack nukes. And Bond has to stop it. Ian Fleming got very bored with the process, apparently. And allegedly, uh, Kevin McClory's like recent movie scared him away from going further with this movie. So what did he do? Well, Ian Fleming had a knack for taking because this isn't the first rodeo that Ian Fleming had because <laughs> he had written ideas and collaborated on ideas for like a Bond TV show. And some of that turned into short stories that were in Free Your Eyes Only. So he would just take the ideas. If it didn't go anywhere, he would just use them as a as a Bond story. And that's just what he did with Thunderball. He just was like, well, this isn't going anywhere. I'm going to take that. I'm going to publish it. And I'm going to put my name on it. No one else helped me. And this enraged Kevin McClory, who went after Ian Fleming, tried to sue the pants off of him. and the legal rights to bond were fucked up. Let's just say for like 40 years because of this Kevin. McCoy because guy. this book, Thunderball, not only introduces Spectre, but also Ernst Stavros Blofeld. Was he in the script that Fleming was collaborating on or did Fleming introduce him in the book? And then Kevin McClory just kind of took everything that was in the book and was like, mine. I think so, because they couldn't use Spectre for a shit ton of years after this. I think uh, Blofeld or some character that is similar to Blofeld, I don't know if it was like Blofeld in name, if he was named that. He probably was. We have the internet. We can figure this out. <laughs> we should we should do you research all, before this. Look, but... <laughs> look it up. <laughs> Whatever. Whoever's losing, up. just look it anyway, up. Anyway, it doesn't matter, but... uh originally Thunderball was going to be the first Eon production James Bond movie. And they couldn't do it because the lawsuit was going on in 1961. And so they're like, uh, what's her backup? Uh, Dr. No. Okay. Dr. No is also easier. And thank God they waited because, uh, they would go on to do Thunderball. So the way they were able to do it is they worked out a deal with Kevin McClory where, he was just like, all right, I'm going to be credited as sole producer of this movie. So if you look, Cubby Broccoli and Harry Saltzman aren't listed as producers. And there's a credit where it says based on an idea by Kevin McClory, Jack Whittingham and Ian Fleming. It's not based on the book, even though it does say Ian Fleming's Thunderball. Yes, it does. And basically they did that because they wanted to make sure that Kevin McClory couldn't just go out and make his own rival James Bond series that is only based on Thunderball, which he would do later on with a <laughs> little movie that has never been mentioned on this podcast. Never, never Did you hear that? Kind of sounded like the first couple never, notes of uh, Never Seen It Never Again. again. Never, no! Never okay, again. anyway. Now, wait. Maybe you already said this and I tuned you out, but... Uh, wasn't Thunderball supposed to be the first James Bond movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I said that in the beginning. That was supposed oh, okay. to be the all first right. Listeners, Bond movie. Thank you for bearing with us. Uh, I'm all pay, caught pay up. Pay attention, Troy. I was, I was singing Never Say Never Again. We're, we're running a tight ship here. Did you know originally in the, in the original screenplay, Spectre was just the Sicilian Mafia? 
Imagine that James Bond franchise. That would have been great. The, the Blofeld's like eating pizza, electrocuting people who like don't like Dean Martin. Like it would have been fun. <laughs> I'm just saying. I would pay good money to see James Bond versus Tony Soprano. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Woke, Woke up, up one morning, morning and I got myself got a new gabagool. <laughs> oh my god! In my improv class the other day, someone who is Italian said gabagool, and I'm like, "Hey, can you say that?" And then I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right. You're Italian. We're all Italian, and also anyone can say gabagool. That is always acceptable." This is anti-Italian discrimination. This is anti-Italian discrimination. That's what uh, Blofeld would say to Bond. Is <laughs> you anti-Italian. <laughs> Maragon. I could buy you a, an eatery. He would still say, I'd buy you a delicatessen. I would still buy you a delicatessen. I, I would buy you a delicatessen. This is anti-Italian discrimination. <laughs> but we'll save that for For Your Eyes Only, for those of you who, for some reason, are watching the Bond movies for the first time, along with us. Well, along with uh, some people. I've, I've been watching the Bond movies for... For a long time, and as I said on the first episode, which Jan, you remember? Yeah, Jan I don't expect Tro- of course. Troy. Troy couldn't even remember that I mentioned that Thunderball was supposed to be the first movie. So no, the boy has dementia. So this episode is about Thunderball. Thunderball, uh, Thunderball was the first <laughs> James Bond movie I ever watched. Whoa! Uh, which is pretty honestly, if I if I had to introduce James Bond to anybody who hasn't seen it i would just show them the first five minutes of thunderball and that's basically james bond in a nutshell (laughs) because like i said in the first episode that opening the combination of the pre-title sequence and the title sequence is just peak extreme uh gold standard james bond shenanigans it is so what the fuck engaging exciting but we should probably talk about the plot of Thunderball. Jan, I know I've asked you the past couple of weeks to describe the plot of the previous movie. So, uh, well, I do it so well. You do it so well. Uh, you don't have to go too in depth, but what is the basic gist of Thunderball? So, uh, Spectre steals uh, nukes and they ask for money or else they'll nuke a city. Yes. That's it. That's the, that's the plot of Thunderbolt. <laughs> Let's that's... give a hand for Jan. He explained the Woo! plot of Thunderbolt. Woo! And James Bond goes to a spa for one hour and then an island for the second hour. Yes. And it's great. This is the most, like, Austin Powers got its whole, like, one billion dollars kind of thing <laughs> from this movie. Because, like, all that Spectre wants <laughs> is more money and... How they're gonna do it? We're just gonna nuke you, fuckers! If you don't. If give you look money. in the fine in the, in the fine print of the Austin Powers poster, it says written by Kevin McClory. They have to put that there. We <laughs> He invented yeah. James Bond. He invented, he invented James, James Bond. Bond and Austin Powers. And Austin Powers and Doctor Evil and, yeah. and Evil and Good and a United Ireland as well as a Secret Squirrel. <gasps> we don't talk about Secret Squirrel on the podcast. But how, you ask, did Spectre get a hold of these nukes? Yes, how? <laughs> so, this is the plan of number two. A guy called Emilio Largo. He has an eye patch. He should be a fun villain, but he's very, very boring. 
Gee. Oh, anyway. I love Adolfo. Oh, oh, Largo. He does nothing. <laughs> he has an eye patch. He's great. He looks great. He looks like a pirate. He has a ship that he steals booty, and the booty is two nuclear missiles. I, I was telling <laughs> Jake. does are pretty cool, but he's just nothing. I was telling. I was telling Jake. I was telling Jake that Unlike. back when I was eight years old, my first exposure to the adventures of James Bond was a 1964 Sears Roebuck Christmas catalog that had a place out of all the wacky fun adventures you could get into from Dr. No through Thunderball. And it was so cool. And I saw Largo with an eye patch and a gun and a boat that splits into two boats. And I was like, this is so dope. Thunderball is going to be so fun. And instead, he just sits there and kisses his ring and does diddly squat. Unlike yes. his sidekick, I guess we could call her, Fiona Volpe. Yes. She's re- oh, she's awesome. It, it, she is so cool. Apart from being one of the top five hottest Bond girls ever, in my opinion. Can we say that? Are we going to get canceled? I'm canceling you right now. Jan, we can't do the Thunderball episode without me saying that Claudine Auger, who is Domino, is the prettiest Bond girl in the series. So, yes. This does have the hottest Bond girls, but yeah, I don't I would even agree. know if we're I would allowed agree. to... It does. I don't know if we're allowed to say it, like, in this year of 2020. I, I think they should have given them more agency and allowed them to use their own voice. Actually, Fiona Volpe's actress, even though she's No, that's Italian, her voice. That yeah, is her she's voice. she's Italian, but she can speak English. Uh, she's pretty cool. I like her. She's uh, probably the one of the best uh, evil henchmen in the entire series, I would argue. I am going to be lame and say I prefer Fatima Blush to Viola. Fatima Volpe. Blush has... Because she's crazy. That's so well, much fun. We'll get, well, we'll get to Fatima Blush. She is she is off a rocker, but uh, but Fiona Volpe is like the less it's playing it straight more so than mm-hmm. Fatima Blush because Fatima Blush is just like pure camp and silliness. Fiona Volpe is just like the most competent person doing this mission, <laughs> except for her ring. Fiona Volpe asked the question, uh, can James Bond not turn a woman to his side with his magical little bonder and this movie says no she's stronger than pussy galore she's yeah. stronger than his dingling can i say dingling uh no you could say cock okay <laughs> i mean the the censorship these days is, is I, I don't want to get canceled for dinging in the ling okay the, this year of 2020 stuff has been crazy with censorship i think someone should come in and buy twitter and make it a free speech. But can we rename it to an underwhelming horror movie from 2022? Oh. I saw X for the first time two days ago, folks. It's pretentious. (laughs) Like Thunderball, actually. I believe I gave them the same rating. (laughs) So, anyway, back to Thunderball. (laughs) Yes, so... Uh, Another big first for the Bond series is the first Bond movie to be shot with anamorphic lenses. Ooh! 
So it looks even bigger. It looks pretty great, I must say. It's yeah, probably no. the best looking James Bond up till this point. Terrence Young is back in the director's chair. And while I do think Guy Hamilton, put a gun to my head, I might say Guy Hamilton had the better career overall. But I do, and Goldfinger is better than any of Terrence Young's Bond films. But I do think that guy, that Terrence Young's style is back in this movie. And you get, like, the blood in the water in the frame. Mm -hmm. And you get, like, such inventive little touches. The atmosphere is back. But uh, he is also imitating Guy Hamilton. That too. (laughs) Yeah. Because this movie (laughs) is so much sillier and so much stupider than the first two that he directed. Yes. I Yes. I, I don't know how much it was him being like, okay, this worked, so I'm gonna do that, or just the producers being like, do Goldfinger again. Oh, that's totally what he was thinking. It's just like, well, Goldfinger worked. I could do that, basically. And with Thunderball, it's kind of hard not to, because it is about a terrorist organization hijacking nukes in the most convoluted way possible. Yeah, just just, just an insane way to do it. So let's take it step by step. Uh, <laughs> So, okay, first of all, uh, the pre-title sequence, 10 out of 10. We all yes. agree with that, right? For those people who I... have not seen the pre-title sequence and are listening to this, the pre-title sequence, you think you're at James Bond's funeral. He's like, those are just my initials. It's actually some French dude. Then he watches the... Jacques Bouvard. Bouvard. Jacques Bouvard. So he watches a, a woman walk into a car, and he follows the car and plot twists everyone. The woman gets out of the car by herself. So James Bond goes. And James Bond is waiting for her yeah. in her room. You know yeah. how the scene is going to go. He's going to fuck He him. punches her so hard across the face, and she goes flying over a table. And then it's like, oh my god, it's the dude. It's the dude that was in the coffin. For some reason, he attended his own funeral as his wife, and James Bond's going to kill him. And he's played by longtime Bond stuntman Bob Simmons. Yeah, it's Bond against himself. It's pretty cool. It's 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 also funny because in the first three Bond movies, uh, the Bond of the gun barrel is Bob Sibbins. Mm. This is the first one. They had to reshoot the gun barrel because they switched to Panavision for this movie, and they did it with Sean Connery. So it's fitting that in the very first sequence of the movie, Bond is killing the guy <laughs> <laughs> replaced him in the first two movies. Like, no, I'm in charge of the gun barrel now. You're, you're in a dress now. Time to get strangled. Yeah, they say that Daniel Craig is the psychological Bond, but there's nothing more psychological than what we see in the these first five minutes. It's, it's, it's like a Roman Polanski movie. It's yeah. It's like a thriller. You've, you've got the, the terror, you've got the cross-dressing, and then you have James Bond literally fighting himself. And then, Troy, tell us what happens. And then, James Bond runs outside, and for some reason, he has left the jetpack <laughs> on the roof. So he goes and puts on the jetpack, and then he has to put on the helmet. Well, by the way, this is a actual working jetpack yes. that was developed An by the Air Force. An actual jetpack. An actual jetpack, and the pilot, the only pilot who could fly it, was like, I am not getting on that thing without a helmet. <laughs> so Sean Connery puts on a little snow cap, and then he jets off, and then he gets into his car, and then something else happened. Something else happened. Well, yeah, it's the it's the DB5, which somehow returns 
It's back, baby. The DB5 is back as a standard issue equipment. He launches up in the air. He meets the French lady, takes off the jetpack, and they sew it in the truck. And he says, no well-dressed man should be without one. And then she's like, yes, very practical. No well-dressed man should be without one. Yes, very practical. They get in the car. Uh, people are shooting at them. They turn on the rear screen bullet uh, projector. And then they shoot them with uh, water. I, th I don't know if it's supposed to be the oil slick, but it's water. Yeah. Shooting them with water, yeah. and it sprays the camera, and we get probably the best title sequence in the entire series, or the most classic one. It is we're not doing any of that Robert Brown John bullshit where we're projecting images onto women. We have full Maurice Bender, naked silhouette ladies swimming in an ocean of colors and stuff with uh, this over-the-top Tom Jones song as a uh, evil bad guys with spear guns are shooting at them. I, I was going to say, it's it's not the... Maybe it's not the best uh, Bond opening title sequence. I, I think it's up there. It's like the first official one, you know? It's the yeah. one that cemented everything. The yeah. hot babes dancing. Uh, well, that's about it. But, you know, <laughs> it, it introduced it, you know? Aqua colors, silhouettes. Just the silhouette. Tom and Jones. The, and the song is a fucking banger, man. Like Tom Jones. I think it's okay. Where, where, did, where, where did that guy come from? Who is this Tom Jones? Did he ever do anything after this? So did you see that episode of Duck Dodgers where Tom Jones is performing on an alien planet and Duck Dodgers, who is Daffy Duck, is performing on another alien planet? So Duck Dodgers steals Tom Jones' voice. And he has to go, it's not unusual. And he sings like Tom Jones. But Tom Jones, who has Daffy Duck's voice now, <laughs> it's not unusual. And he's like, he wants to die. And that's a 20-minute cartoon from 2003. That was my first exposure to Tom Jones. So to answer your question, he's a Looney Tunes character, I believe. He did the theme song to Duck Dodgers, too. Oh, yeah, the that's right. That's why he did Duck yeah, Dodgers right. of the 24th. Century. Anyway, to answer your question, he actually comes from Wales. Yeah. My first exposure <laughs> to Tom Jones uh, was Mars Attacks. Uh, oh! Probably the best use it's, of Tom Jones. It's the best use of Tom Jones ever, apart from Thunderball, of course. What did, what did he do in Mars Attacks? I don't... He, I didn't he's, uh, he's performing in Vegas, and then the aliens attack, and he basically becomes one of the lead survivors he's like helping everybody out he's just a genuine good guy and at the very end he sings it's not unusual as animals and the dance. animals and sing dance. the animals dance and sing uh like a hawk flies up to his arm and there's like uh <laughs> like a squirrel rocking back and forth like can we just give a second to talk about how mars attacks is one of the best movies ever made yeah I like it's Mars Attacks just about as much. I believe I gave Mars Attacks the same rating I gave X and Thunderfall. Uh, you are so wrong on both, Troy. <laughs> this is the two-star movie hour. Boop, 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 boop. Anyway. So uh, going back to Duck Dodgers. <laughs> Porky Pig was the eager young space cadet. Did you know Bugs Bunny never appeared in Duck Dodgers, but they would hint at his existence in the wider universe? Oh, boy. Cartoon well, how many Duck Dodgers shorts are there? Well, there's only like three shorts, but the TV show was like 52 episodes. Okay, and the TV show is the one where it had like a Marvin the Martian, like hot girl? Yeah, she, the Martian queen who almost married Duck Dodgers at 
multiple points. And Marvin Marsden was like, why did you want to marry the duck? What happened? <laughs> and then there was that one episode where they unfroze Dave Mustaine. And he had to lead a heavy metal band to save the universe. It was a genuinely good show. No, it was a good show. It was uh, it was written by Paul Dini, actually, who wrote for Batman the Animated Series and all those great cartoons. But what Paul Dini did not write was Thunderball because that was all Kevin McClory. That was all Kevin McClory. That was all it, Kevin McClory. You know, right. I, yeah. if you look at the fine print of the Duck Dodgers theme song when Tom Jones <laughs> is singing, it says created by Kevin McClory. <laughs> <laughs> they have to give it to him. Theme based on... on melodies originally whistled by Kevin McClory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, Kevin McClory, uh, creator of Duck Dodgers, and also the creator of James Bond, and, and Thunderball is part Tunes. of that, and the Looney Tunes, and, uh, but he also did a movie in 1965 called Thunderball. Wait, this is 65? This is 65, yes. What? Oh my god, I watched the wrong movie! I thought it was 64. Wait. <laughs> never, never yeah. saw it. Oh yeah. So you watch a movie no. from the 80s? Guys, why was Rowan Atkinson in a movie in 1965? I don't like that. <laughs> why did Sean Connery age 20 years in, why, in one Why year? did his wig not move the whole mo Oh wait, no, that's... That's, that's still Thunderball. That's still, that's still, still Thunderball. Thunderball. Come on. Okay. Anyway, All so... Right. Uh, Where are we in Thunderball? Have we gone to the spa yet? No, we haven't gone to the spa, but uh, <laughs> we, we're, we're introduced to Emilio Largo, who parks his car, uh, illegally parks his car, and a French officer is like, hey, no parking here. And then he just looks at him with his cycloptic eye, and the police officer is, oh, pardon, Mr. Largo. And he goes inside... Meets up with, uh, where is he at exactly? It's like it's some like a sort refugee of... displacement. I looked this up. It's a refugee displacement charity, which is Vector's Front. So yeah, they're helping bring people into your country in Europe. That's that's why <laughs> you don't support any charities, because you don't know who might be behind them. Guys, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Ian Fleming would not be a big fan of the European Union. Uh, what makes you say that? Fact that we're reviewing a super right-wing conservative uh, film franchise. Uh-oh. <laughs> You're part of the woke mob, Troy. You're oh, part no! of the problem. Jake just activates something and blows up my chair. Yeah, no, I was like, how dare, how dare you? I, 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 just, I just reached for my button. It, it's not working, though. Oh, how, I live how, again. The woke button. How... <laughs> You're part of this problem. You, you, you couldn't make a James Bond movie in 2023. That's why they're not even trying. Yeah, the, yeah. The, well, we have no time to die to look forward to, you know. Oh uh, right. yeah, he has no time to die in that one. That sounds no. fun. He had a lot no. of time to die in Thunderball with its glacial pacing. Continuing, <laughs> continuing on, we are introduced to Spectre, and they're up to evil deeds. I did notice that uh, one of the Spectre agents was. Uh, Inspector Dreyfus's assistant in the Pink Panther movies, the French guy. Yes, I was just like, "Oh, hey, I didn't know you were in this movie." Well, and, and the isn't Cato? Uh, oh. That's his name, right? The Cato uh, in Cato was in Goldfinger. He was in Goldfinger. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So a lot of Pink Panther parallels. Another Pink Panther actors on it. I 
I think playing one of the Spectre agents, but uh, I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, we're interested. That should be our next franchise. It should be the Pink Panther. Did you not yes. know it's the giant <laughs> pink panther like no, slinking it, around his chair during the meeting? Jan, you, you do know that the next franchise is going to be Airport, of course. Oh, God. God <laughs> the only thing more Jake. dated than James Bond is Jake's obsession with the Airport franchise. And he just got obsessed with it like two weeks ago. I know. He, he wasn't even a child when he saw it. I, I, watched the, I watched all four of them in one day, which Kevin McClory also made Airport. Yes, and the Pink yeah. Panther. And the Pink Panther, yes. And also the presidency of Lyndon Baines Johnson. Yes. Did it, did they go skinny dipping with Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He he got to he got to help Johnson measure his trousers, if you know what I mean. <laughs> did did Read a did, book. did did LB, did LBJ uh, burp on the phone with them? Go ahead and like, hey, yeah. we need to do something about uh that that James Bond. <clears throat> okay. Well, wait, can we get to Spectre's plot? Because it's really weird to me that they want money from England to not blow up Miami. Well, they want money from England and the United States, <laughs> right? United States. Yeah, they like, they're like functionally one government in this movie. <laughs> yeah, basically. Tomato, tomato, essentially. That, that, that's, that's also uh, what struck me. Is like They're like, give us a billion pounds or we'll blow up Miami. And everyone's just naturally thinking, like, fuck it, do it. No, they don't know where it is. They don't find uh, Bond doesn't find out where they're going to use the bomb until two thirds of the way through the movie. Or actually, no, close to the end, <laughs> like fifteen minutes left of the movie. Yes, but why didn't they choose New York or Washington D.C.? Why? Why Miami? They wanted he wanted to go after Dink. That's why because Dink got away. Dink, Dink. Oh yeah, Dink. Felix, say hello to Dink. Hi, Dink. Every time Felix Leiter calls Bond, he's like, "Is Dink dead?" He's like, I haven't talked to her in three years. What? (laughs) Is she dead? Very soon. Very soon. I I went to Miami once. Uh, (laughs) Did you know that Miami was founded by Kevin McClory also? I buy it. That feels like Kevin City. It makes me uncomfortable to talk about being in Miami. It was a very traumatic experience. Uh, I don't even like to think about Miami. If you're from Miami and you're listening to this I'm sorry that you have to live there with your grandmother uh it's it's hell on earth I've I, been to Miami I've been to Miami twice once I didn't go outside the second was around christmas time and I went outside um it's not my favorite city it's better than like Houston uh. oh you, you hear that <laughs> oh. I gave Houston the same rating I give Mars attacks X. Nothing if not consistent, Troy. Consistently wrong. That's right. I've been so offended that I'm I'm weighing in, and I'll even introduce myself and producer Paul. How's it going? He grew up uh, in Houston. Uh, I didn't. I didn't grow up. In producer Houston. Paul is now leaving. Oh no! I had to introduce myself He's... so that I could storm out, and you'd feel the impact. The audience would feel my absence. A resounding He's... silence. Crying and masturbating over a map of Texas. Oh, like watching. <laughs> what did you say about Texas? <laughs> now he's uh, pursuing SpongeBob and Patrick in a fit of rage. And they brought me out of my treehouse. Guys, Thunderball. Thunderball is such an interesting film, apparently. Well, uh, well no, it is. Okay, let, let's well, get look, back. We're already off to a strong start. I see no problem so far. The guy gets out of his car, he goes in, they got a crazy room where he pushes a button and people go into a hole. 
which I think also happens in Austin Austin Powers. Powers. Will Ferrell is an offensive Middle Eastern stereotype, and he gets sent to an incinerator, and you hear him go all the way down. And he's stuck down there. Yeah. You shot me! You shot me right in the arm! Why (laughs) did... It's also... It's also... it's, It's barely not Willy Wonka, you know, like, yeah. uh, that's, what's amazing about it. That, like this, this evil organization is in this, uh, refugee, uh, building basically. And it, be, behind a secret door <laughs> is a cabal of madmen <laughs> plotting to extort wealthy people, committing terrorist acts and electrocuting each other when they embezzle their money. <laughs> It's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, so, so the Gates Foundation, essentially. Uh, yes. Yes. Allegedly. No, <laughs> allegedly. We're not saying. Allegedly. Allegedly. Saying allegedly. Yeah. yeah. It... No. No. I would. Ne- I would never say that. I would never say that. Jan, I've I've been meaning to question you on uh, the the forums you've been looking at recently it was between Doug Walker porn and. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> folks. He's the only one of us that's married. <laughs> I'll have you know I found my wife on a 4chan uh, message board. Thank you very much. And we're very happy together. Okay, so he 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 puts the guy goes down a chute. Then okay. do we go to you No, know, he electrocutes him first. He electrocutes him first and then puts him into the chute. Number two gives off his plans like our plan is going into full motion. Uh cut to Bond is at a bath of a spa. He's like a spa. He's just chilling. Ian Fleming he's was at, at a spa. A health spa. A health yeah. spa. He's at a, a spa that conveniently uh, happens to be right next to a, a military uh, airplane zone. Uh, so the bad guys intentionally are based out of this health spa that is conveniently next to a NATO airbase because there is a man named Mr. Angelo who is bandaged up who we later learn is has gotten plastic surgery to resemble uh, a pilot named Durval, who happens to be the brother of the lead Bond girl in this movie, Domino. Also smoking. Yeah. Also smoking. Love Domino. Needed more Domino. I forgot how much she's wasted in this movie, but we'll get to her in like an hour. She's fun. She, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to, yeah, at, at this pace. And so they... So Fiona Volpe is posing as Durval's secretary. And he's banging her. Well, he's banging her, but then he leaves to go to work and he opens the door. And he finds himself <laughs> via rear screen projection. And he gets gassed and killed with gamma gas. Same gas they'll use in the plane to kill all the pilots. And a truly Lynchian shot, I must say. It, yes. And and uh, there's already a motif going on here because a guy gets killed by himself and then we open with James Bond attending what you think is his funeral, but then it's a different guy attending his own funeral. Who then gets It's killed. a very Lynchian film. Who is played by the stunt double of James Bond who played James Bond in the gun barrel of the first three movies. Again, this movie's genius. Okay. But uh, what's interesting in the book... Uh, the NATO pilot, it's all one guy. Domino's brother is the NATO pilot, and he uh, sells himself out to Spectre, and he gets killed. It's in the movie where they were like, hey, we can't make NATO look bad. We gotta, we gotta have a weird plastic surgery thing. 
Okay, that makes sense because I always wondered why they, <laughs> yeah, why didn't they just do that? It's like, fun yeah. because it's so much fun, Jan. Jan, was it? <laughs> it wasted my life. But uh, no, so the guy comes in. He wants more money for all the work he's done. Uh, he hijacks the planes and he has to. Cr uh, he gasses the pilots, crashes the plane into the Bahamas, where Largo is there with his yacht. The Disco Volante, which means flying saucer in Italian. Mamma mia. Uh, Mamma mia. So uh, they. So th th this is uh, <laughs> this is James Bond versus the. Hey, well, uh, OK, me and Jan are allowed right, to wait. We're, we're believing that. <laughs> Jake and Paul can't say that. Me and Jan can say. Yeah, I, I'm Italian. I'm Italian. I'm more Italian what than ass, anything pussy? else. Goosey? Yeah, let's say that. Nasita Morty. Matrimony. Oh. I I look at a lot. Right. I can repeat the line. So this really is James Bond versus the Italians. No, the, you can tell they didn't. Kevin McClory and Ian Fleming didn't put a whole lot of effort into Change Inspector in this. Meanwhile, what is James Bond doing for the first hour of this movie? Pressuring spa employees to have sex with him. Yes. Well, yes. Yes. And 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 there's the the sexual assault is. Almost uh, the same way that Terrence Young watched Goldfinger and said, "I can do that, but better." He saw the sexual assault in that and said, "I I can turn it up a notch. Like, I can make it more explicit it, than ever before." Yeah, there's that first time before Bond goes on the stretching machine where he just like grabs <sighs> her and then like starts making out with her. And she's like, "Behave yourself, Mister Bond," and you're just like, "Yeah." <laughs> yep. Well, okay, let's talk about the stretching machine. Yeah, the whole that scene. So there's another man at the health spa with uh, Mr. Angelo, and he is another Spectre agent. And so this, so this guy is seeing Patricia, and he has a tattoo, which Bond is like, that's weird. And he notices that Bond notices his tattoo. So when Bond is being put on the stretching machine, he goes into the stretching machine and turns it up. So he's humping the stretching machine. Yes, again, I feel like they wanted to create a, a scene of suspense, uh, like in Goldfinger with the laser. But in this one, it's a thing that we don't know what it is or how it's hurting him. Or if and it doesn't make sense. It, like, it's the weirdest <laughs> shit. The POV shot where he's just going yeah. back and forth. I just love when Sean Connery just screams, what the hell? Oh, like, everyone... <laughs> This scene always gets defended. Film crit Hulk and other people defend the scene because they're like, get it, James Bond's gonna get sexed to death because it looks like he's having sex and he's gonna die. And I'm like, okay, but I'm not, it's boring. It's funny. I'm bored and I don't know what's I, happening. I, I, I think it's, 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 I think it's, it's fun. Like, it's like the it's first fun. YouTube poop ever. It is. Hey, dun, 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 Orson Welles is like dun, dun. sobbing in a well in Spain where his ashes it, are. It, it, looks, it looks painful to me. I don't want to be stretched to death. I don't know what's going on there, but it don't look good. But can you die from that? <laughs> it, it just looks like he's... Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's like, it's it's All right, so anyway, so, so uh, basically, uh, he gets back at uh, at the Spectre agent by locking him in, the, in that sweat tank thing. <laughs> when he puts the broom inside, yeah. he gets his revenge and goes like... It, it, it's prank wars. Back to Bond being his good old mischievous schoolboy self where he's just fucking around with these people. He's like, these people are sketch. I'm just going to fuck around with them. And also something's that up because they're really bad at covering their tracks. And so after they kill uh, Durval, 
they disguise him as Mr. Angelo at at the clinic to make it seem like he died. But Bond's just like, that's really weird how he's just dead and all these sketch people are around him. What is the deal with this? And Bond leaves the health spa, but he's about to be killed by that Spectre agent. But he gets blown up by Yana Volpe because <laughs> Blofeld even goes like, yeah, that Spectre agent sucks at his job and got noticed and couldn't even kill Bond and, and do this like one simple task of escorting this man who is disguising himself as another man in order to hijack a plane full of nukes. Coincidentally, Bond gets called in and uh, he gets called into a briefing room, a giant briefing room filled with all the double O agents. That's cool. It's cool to see all the double O's. I like the pairing. I like how we see all the Spectre people and then we see all the double O agents like a kind of mirroring. And they're numbered. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they are numbered, Paul. Good job. So here's a fun <laughs> fact. I don't know. Oh, I don't know if this is true, but it'd be amazing if it was. The original idea for that scene was that you'd pan over and look at all the double O agents. And in that lineup would be Harry Palmer from the Imchris file, uh, Napoleon Solo from the man from oh. uncle <laughs> and like all these different like spy inspector Clouseau, uh, Flint from in like Flint, uh, Matt Helms, Jake, for a second, I thought you were drunk and you were like, Harry Palmer. And I'm like, oh, wait, Harry Potter didn't even exist yet. <laughs> no, Harry, Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> Arnold Palmer. Harry Potter. There was going to be Harry Potter, Indiana Jones, Darth Vader, Tom Jones. All there. All double O's. Superman yes. is in this movie. but we'll get The Joker. To... Oh, yeah. He, he's in yeah, the. Yeah, Superman is in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, he's at the he's at the parade. Yeah, there's a parade. There's a guy walking around with Superman out there. Yeah. Because Kev Kevin McClory created Superman. Kevin McClory yeah. created Superman. Don't believe those lies of the Jerry Siegel estate. He also created Batman. Uh, and Inspector Clouseau. Well, everyone created Batman except for Bob Kane. <laughs> <laughs> everyone created Batman. I created Batman. I created Batman over Bob Kane. So uh, they, they find out the plan. We've talked about what the plan is. They hijacked... Uh, nuclear missiles so maybe we should yeah because before the palace the uh, meeting their big maps and all that which is very cool mm -hmm. we get the first extended underwater sequence right yeah. right oh. after that yes the, the highest the stealing the nukes this is probably the first james bond that is identifiable by a very specific theme like that right like after this it's yeah. like this is the water one. And then it's like, the next one's the Japan one. And the next one's the Vegas <laughs> one. The next one is uh, Bond in a kilt. In the Alps. In the Alps. But the point is, like, that's the snow one, you know? Like, from here on out, we have one very specific thing for a while. Yeah. Until yeah. we get back to... Uh, Goldfinger! Goldfinger at Kentucky Fried Chicken, Jen. Yes, yeah. How dare you, Midnight We had we had Istanbul and the Orient Express and Rush with Love. Okay, so uh yeah, they steal the nukes. We get uh well well we already talked about stealing the nukes, but Yeah, I think we've covered that nukes are stolen. Well, I, I, there are a couple of things I wanted to point out. Paul wants to talk about the anamorphic lenses shooting underwater. Because I because well, Paul and I just watched uh, the movie Legend. 
You guys watched Legend without you me? Fuckers. That was the one movie I've been trying to get you guys to watch since the second Obama term. <laughs> I memory hold that because obviously we can't even remember the beginning of this podcast. How could I possibly remember? The Obama term, which was only four years ago, Troy. Kevin McClory created the Obama term. You have to pay him for Obama. Though, though he also created Trump. So yeah, he he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a bit he's a he's a bit of a he's a bit of a madman. Would we say Joe Biden is the never say never again to Obama's thunderball? Well, if he becomes president, which we can't know right now. Yeah, I think Joe Biden would have Rowan Atkinson in his administration. He is the Rowan Atkinson of, of precedent. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about legend. So, <laughs> Paul, were, were you going to bring up... Uh... Oh, well, sure. Um, we were we were a little bit baffled. The behind-the-scenes didn't seem to explain why, but we watched the director's cut of Legend, which is uh, supposedly the preferred cut. The underwater scenes are... Um, not shot in anamorphic, but they are presented anamorphic, which means they are stretched and everything is fat. Um, and and I'm thinking to myself, did they? Is there was there a mistake here, or was this on purpose? Who knows? With the director's cut, right? Obviously, Thunderball did not have this problem <laughs> twenty years earlier. Tw yeah, twenty years earlier, it looks uh, gorgeous. They're able to get those uh, Panavision cameras underwater. Yeah, and I would say watching these, um, I was, I mean, I guess this is the stuff that gets a little bit divisive because these are, there are long sequences of this film that are dialogue and sound effect free. Yeah. Um, and are underwater. And we get, uh, we get John Barry's, uh, do, 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 And that is the only thing you hear. The, the score cool. is doing a lot of heavy lifting, and I would say the editing and it like obviously a lot of it's shot in a tank. It is remarkably clear, you know. I mean, especially considering a film from the '60s. Okay, you know? excuse you. There are scenes on the beach where there is notable gunk on the cameras in certain shots. It was really distracting. Yeah, they didn't. Like, they they like, didn't check the gate when, on <laughs> some scenes. Yeah, when Bond and Domino walk on the beach. That's because Terrence Young was fucking drunk. When Largo <laughs> and Volpe are looking out over the sea, there is gunk on the camera. And I'm like, you think you have a pretty movie, and then suddenly you got this Oh, that's, you know, I garbage. did notice that in, in 4K or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> I bet that's like salt spray or something. Okay, I just yeah. wanted to note that. You're trying to say that Ridley Scott is a, is a hack con man and a terrible director. He should stop now while he's ahead. Oh, wait, oh my god, Napoleon comes out in a month. I'm so fucking pumped for Napoleon, guys. That's gonna be amazing. What are you talking about, Troy? All right, so, so Napoleon. Napoleon. What year is it? Is it 2020 or is it 2023? Thunderball is so long. About. Thunderball is so long and drags so long. I'm excited for October of 2023, everyone. Come on, let's get back to track. This is the Pile on Troy episode because No, you're proving me right awesome. with every word you speak that is not about Thunderball. The subtitle of this episode is Fuck You, Troy. How dare you not like <laughs> this movie? <laughs> Because we've talked about Duck Dodgers, we've talked about Mars. We are barely. That was your doing. <laughs> you know what you're doing. <laughs> you are. You are. And I'm shutting it I down. Will, I will not sanction this before. Good, good luck, Paul, editing this episode. Thunderball. Thunderball <laughs> is the one Sean Connery film of James Bond, besides Never Say Never Again, 
coincidence that I feel is not the most entertaining thing to watch. And this time, I don't know. I was like, oh, underwater's so pretty. Oh, everyone's so good. But the whole movie is like Terrence Young's back and he's like, oh, I'm going to try to make the Mad Max Fury Road of like 65. And like, there's no mm -hmm. talking. There's no sense of structure. A money Penny pops up here. M's over here. Q's like an hour and 15 minutes into the movie. Everything's just all over the place. Domino, the best Bond girl, is in only like three scenes. And then she disappears for 40 minutes. And everyone in this movie is just kind of floating, ironically. Well, there's still the ticking clock of we need to get, we need to find out where the nukes are because Bond is the only one who has a lead because Spectre is terrible at their job. And he goes like, well, I saw this guy dead in in this uh, in this health spa so send me to nassau and oh my god guys bond can't find his hat oh yeah oh, what yeah. the fuck was up with that i was gonna mention that i'm like i have no idea what, why what that's is there that? because this is like the last is it because he killed the guy who wore the hat originally so he can't find it bond comes in with his hat yes when he when he comes into mi6 he puts his hat he's about to throw it but the hook is right next to the door, so he just slaps it on the door. That's funny. And then I I don't know if they shot it on a different day and they couldn't find the hat. And so when they, <laughs> you think he actually lost I, the hat? I don't I I don't know because I'm like it's either like a thing where they're going like we're getting rid of the hat because Bond doesn't wear a hat from the we this is the last time we see the hat like in the movie besides the gun barrel, uh, the gun barrel for the next couple movies until roger moore did they, i don't know if it's like this is like their meta thing of commenting on we're getting rid of the hat or if they legitimately lost the hat as they were i, I think it. the latter i think i had a hat when i came in and sean connery and sean connery commented on it or they're like oh let's just work it in a la rocky where nothing was working and they're just like oh we just comment on it and they had one hat they, they had, had one hat, hat. <laughs> Look, this was a low-budget movie. They only had one hat. I still think it's odd job. I think Bond, like, he tries to do the thing with the hat, but he's like, he can't, because he remembers uh, Jill Masterson getting killed by a hat. No, it's because the hook is just right next to the door. Why would he throw the hat if the hook is right there? Yeah, right. The feng shui of the whole office is messed up. He can't even hit on Money Penny correctly. It's all a mess. It's all a mess! It's not a mess... Q looks really cute in swim shorts. <laughs> all right, all right. So we need to get back. So he goes to so he goes to Nassau because his lead is the sister of this Durval guy, and Domino is the mistress posing as his niece of the main villain number two, Emilia Largo, played by Adolfo Celli. Well, talking about Domino and Largo, Domino. It, so. And just like the plot in general with this movie, with the stealing of the Dukes, a woman that is kept by the main villain who intends on destroying destroying the world or doing doing bad things. I thought a lot about Tenet. What? I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> is this, this... Is this... this you told I me, think... Jake, that you had been saving something for this program. Yes. <laughs> That it, like it's a very small thing, because uh, Chris, Christopher Nolan always talks about how Honor Majesty Secret Service is his favorite. I am convinced now, watching it again, that Thunderball is 
his actual favorite because it seems like out of all the Bond movies, he goes back to the tropes that are present in Thunderball, like Doomsday Weapon, uh, Kept Woman by the bad guy, the the protagonist of this operation, uh, getting under the skin of the main bad guy, and then a big, epic, almost incomprehensible... No, I'm just kidding. It's, it, it, you understand what's going on, but like a big, uh, like a big action scene at the very end where they have to stop the uh, do a last ditch effort to stop. This the all applies to the Dark Knight Rises. It's all ten. It's tenants. It is also the plot of the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, but exactly. Jake, Jake, check the fine print and then rearrange Jonathan Nolan's name. <laughs> what does it spell? Kevin McClory. He oh wrote Tenet and he wrote the Dark Knight Rises. He is behind it <laughs> yeah. all. Actually, what I was going to say is that I watched this film, Thunderball, that you may have heard of, and... What? We're talking about Duck Dodgers, Paul. Duck yes! Dodgers. I love Duck Dodgers. That was great. It reminded me of a different film. Um, the nuke has a label on it uh, that says, Handle Like Eggs, and that made me smile. And... Um, <laughs> yeah. And the, the closest equivalent I could think of was um, the recent or future film uh, by Wes Anderson, Asteroid City, which in which there is a nuke that says, do not detonate without presidential approval. Anyway, so clearly <laughs> that's a signifier of Terrence Young getting some of that Guy Hamilton energy back. You yes. Know. Troy, so what we're trying to say is that Thunderball is good and you're stupid. No, I, I will say this. I like Thunderball more than Tenet and The Dark Knight Rises, <laughs> both of which I gave one and a half out of five stars. He's nothing if not consistent. What about Asteroid City? Oh, I love Asteroid City. That's well, there, important. There you go. If, if we were in 2023, that in theater camp would probably be my two favorite movies. Kevin McClory inspired just so many people. He touched so many hearts. He's like, he's like the Albert Einstein of screenwriting. Like... He changed the game because he's like, what if we have an evil organization made up of out of Italians that is not inherently Italian? Well, there you go. I know. You know, if you rearrange the Sopranos and you move the letters around, it says the Spectre. God. Okay, Troy. <laughs> God damn it. We need to get back to Thunderball. Okay, so. Can we get to the part where James Bond meets Largo and he goes, the Spectre of Defeat. Spectre to meet you. Spectre, Spectre, Spectre. I also wrote that down, I, yes. I love that because, <laughs> as they mentioned in the movie, because everybody gets mad, like, why doesn't he just shoot him? Because they'll immediately know the nukes are there if they do anything to Bond. They do if they do anything to Bond, they know that the nukes are there because they're like, I found this. I, I just so happen to have seen this guy at this health clinic, and also Domino is dating this old eye patch man. He seems suspicious. It seems like a strong indication that this guy probably has the means to steal two nuclear bombs. <laughs> And so he just takes advantage of every single minute of it, of just going like, oh, your Spectre against mine. Uh, what are you going to do about it? Because <laughs> what, what is he going to do about it? And even Fiona Volpe later is like, you're, you're, you're too hasty. You want to kill him because he's hitting on your, your girlfriend. And you're an idiot because everybody's going to know we have the nukes if they don't already. <laughs> I feel like the, the whole what if the... Why doesn't the bad guy just shoot James Bond thing was immediately resolved in Goldfinger for the rest of the series. 
because James Bond is like, you do know if you if you kill me, they'll just send another double O, <laughs> you know, and 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 then Goldfinger's like, yeah, that's a good point. The thing about James Bond, everyone's always like, why does he use his real name all the time? And what you realize, starting pretty much from from Russia with Love, is that the whole point of James Bond is he's the famous secret agent. So like, he has diplomatic immunity. Like. Spectre can't just be like, oh, we wanna, but like... He doesn't really have a license to kill. He's just too famous to get arrested. Yeah, <laughs> like like Fiona Volpe is like, oh, James Bond, I know the plot to Goldfinger. And it's like, well, why? Why do you know the plot to Goldfinger? Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I was actually reading in my big black James Bond book. Your big black what? <laughs> Shake. Uh, I don't trust those large books. Uh, keep keep talking while I try to find it. I... Well, I was going to say, every time I see this movie and Felix shows up, I'm like, how old is Gary Busey? <laughs> Felix is Felix is the weirdest <laughs> age. He's the barber from Courage the Cowardly Dog. Who plays Felix in this movie? Is it uh is it Rick Van Nutter? The Nutter is James Bond, if you get my drift. <laughs> <laughs> Please, please clap. So Bond has another agent helping him, uh, played by Martine Beswick, who you might remember as one of the two women who almost fought to the death to have sex with James Bond and from Russia with Love. Oh, yeah, one of the She's back. Romani people. Richard Maybaum, one of the two writers of Thunderball, had the opportunity to compare his work on the 1965 film to the script he had written just four years earlier. I realize how much we have been influenced by audience reaction. Indeed, Thunderball had to find a balance between the sophisticated wit of Fleming's novels and Bond's more recent cultural ubiquity. By the time Thunderball went into production, writer Maybaum was noting, there is hardly a comic who has not attempted to take off on him. Uh, the result was a more self-aware commentary. A villainess in the film, which is Fiona Volpe, uh, mocked James Bond as a sadistic brute and declared that, unlike P Pussy Galore and Tatiana Romanova, she would not turn to the side of right and virtue after sampling the charms of Secret Agent 007. So, Paul, I know you mentioned uh, a couple episodes ago that uh, every James Bond movie is a reaction to the previous one, even if uh, box office was fine. So uh, they were doing it since the beginning. Yeah. Like we said last episode, Goldfinger is probably, like, the last James Bond movie to have, like, an original idea. <laughs> every single other... What are you talking about? I, what I'm talking about is every single other James Bond movie is either reacting to the previous one or copying something else that is popular, including the James second, Bond. The second they were like, we need to go back to the Caribbean, you're like, oh, we're already doing Dr. No again, huh? Yeah, by this point, the mold is set. And I was going to say, I think he uh, he comes straight in to his hotel room, and we're already doing a redo of From Russia With Love, like checking the room for bugs. Well, that's Terrence Young, baby. Well, here's the thing, is that in Dr. No, he booby traps the room by just uh, by putting uh, powder on his, suit, uh, on his briefcase, and then he takes a hair and he puts it over a closet. Now, what does he do? He has a tape recorder inside of a book that just records when he's not there so he could listen back and know that there is a man who had just who has broken into his room to 
Oh, wait, yeah. So that's that's actually probably the best hotel room scene. I will say this. I'm going to compliment Thunderball. This is probably the best hotel room scene Terrence Young's run because Bond is like, what wait, like looking for someone to shoot because he thinks someone's in his room. Well, because he no, because he hears the footsteps on the yeah. tape recorder, and the camera follows where those footsteps might have gone. Yeah, and That's Felix cool. is at the door, and he's like, "Shush, shush." Hey, he opens the door. Felix is there, and he goes like, "Hey, double O," and he punches oh, him yeah. really hard in the <laughs> stomach. And then he and then he goes in the bathroom, and then knocks out the guy, and he's like, "Sorry, Felix, but you were just about to say double O seven. Felix is like the worst spy ever. Well, he's the American. He's the guy in charge of protecting Miami. But at least they kind of cast a guy who resembles Jack Lord more than the guy from the last movie. <laughs> yeah, Van Nutter is more of a Jack Lord. Because it, well, the first time we see him, we see him with the sunglasses, and that's how That's we... true. That's true. I don't know if Sean Connery is giving a crap, or he just is not challenged by the material, but I do love when Q pops up in like an hour, 15 minutes into the two-hour and 10-minute movie, and he's just like, 007! And, and Sean Connery just goes, <gasps> I, I i i love the q scene i i, I think it's awesome just, too. the very first time he's yeah like the very first time he sees him just caught uh bond looks away and goes like oh no ah it takes it up a notch from like playful <laughs> animosity to now they just fucking hate each other man and i think it's so <laughs> it's so it's great so funny. it's like even more school school like i love what he's like fucking with the with the propeller uh with like the Underwater air tank slash uh, jetpack yeah, thing. Yeah, and Desmond and he's fucking with the lights has on a it. little hat, and he looks cute. And I want to give him little butterfly kisses. He's looking good. He's he's beach casual, and he handy gives Bond an, another classic influential gadget, um, the rebreather from the Phantom Menace. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's going to Gunga City. Did Kevin McClory write "We Need a Bigger Fish"? Seriously, Kevin McClory inspired so many great movies. I know. God bless. There should be like a holiday for him. Or yeah. McClorial Day. McClorial Day. Not, not Day. only did he inspire them, but he most likely created them, you know? Okay, so yeah. So Bond, Bond is in NASA. He meets up with... Oh, we haven't talked about Paula. Uh, Yeah, so Paula is this cool character for a James Bond movie. The first time we see like a another woman... So 003 in the group scene is also a woman. But this is the first time we really see Bond with like another woman companion as agents in the field. And they have fun interactions. And then she's just killed. She kills herself. Like a like a good agent, she fucking bites into that cyanide pill. But why? Why is this? Because the they're torturing her and Bond is too late. The movie's over two hours long. Maybe we cut out that subplot. Okay, okay. This, let's let's start the debate proper. Thunderbolt slower than the other movies. Yes. Do the underwater scenes are they cool? Yes. But are they kind of a mess and a little bit slow? <laughs> yes. But is the movie yeah. really that different from the other three? The other three have interesting characters. We were talking last time, like. You see Bond and Goldfinger like one upping each other through the whole what, movie. You, you don't Lord's see that with each other. Largo is boring. Largo, Largo is, is not so boring. boring. Who's Margo? Largo is the main <laughs> villain of Thunderball. Adolfo Celli. Wait, Barbie? Barbie <laughs> is a better movie than Thunderball. I will agree that Largo is boring, but it's just a silly old pine troy. Yeah, look at that eye patch. He should be dope. 
and then he's so boring that he got cast in like a Borgia miniseries in the 80s and then he came to set and they were like oh he's so boring and he actually can't speak English we need to fire I him. swear to god with the fucking book reading and referencing the Borgias we're not gonna turn this into a fucking nerd podcast okay I I will beat you guys up oh says the one married guy on the podcast <laughs> He's married and employed, folks. Gloves are off, people. Gloves are off. Uh, well, <laughs> this is getting real. I'll have you know that marriage is wonderful, especially when your wife uh, came from 4chan and she knows Big Chungus, the, the current meme that we're all <laughs> Somebody touched Somebody my spaghetti. Somebody touched my spaghetti. Spaghetti. PewDiePie. All the classic memes from this, the year 2020. Yes, but nation. anyway, me personally, I love a good underwater thing, and to me it's more fun than the same amount of runtime allocated to him, like checking into a hotel. But that has Sean Connery, so you're like, ooh, he's charismatic. This We're is Sean Connery also. Like random extra. He's not in any of the underwater scenes. You yes, he Sean is. Con he almost, he almost got, got eaten, eaten by, by a shark. shark. No, uh, uh, forget the shark. When he's underwater, he doesn't have the toupee. So you can just see, like, his little strands of hair floating around. He looks like a different he guy. Like a different guy. He has the goggles cemented onto his head, yep. holding whatever bits of hair he's got, and it looks great. He looks like... I will say I love the orange jumpsuit. I think this has some of yes. the best costume design in the series. The orange jumpsuit is fire. I, I agree. And the, the poster is great with all the babes like <laughs> surrounding him. I have a little tin poster of Thunderball. Oh, I have Dr. No from Rush with Love over here. Thunderball belongs right over my front door. I think it's right there. between our friend group, don't you guys, don't we all own like eight James Bond posters? Uh, 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 seven of those are Jake's, but yes. Yes. <laughs> anyway, can we talk about the kills in this movie? James Bond yeah. kills a woman by dancing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, he uh, Fiona Volpe shows up in his in his bathroom and she's taking a bath. She's like, "Give me something to wear," and then he just gives her a pair of shoes. Classic. <laughs> and he's just like, "Why are you here?" And then she's like, "I don't know." And then he's like, "Let's fuck." And then she she has the the line where it's like, "Do you like animals, Mister Bond, James Bond?" And she's like biting him. He's like, "Ah, wild." They should lock you up in a cage. And she's like, this bed feels like a cage. It's a fun, it's a fun scene. It's a, it's a, it's a fun little... They go like, for it, like, basically consensually, and then it turns out <laughs> both of them were conning the other. Because James Bond does not enjoy having sex with women. This is the most the important... The, probably the most important moment of the film, the line, what I did this evening was for King and Country. You don't think it gave me any pleasure, did you? Which doesn't make any sense because Queen Elizabeth II was in charge of England. Who's the king? He does say a line afterward that that he say, "Oh Fiona, oh oh Fiona, I'm gonna I'm gonna bust the load." Is that what he said? Uh, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> uh, no, but he says something like, "Oh, it was good for me," or something like that at the very end of that scene. Well, you can't win them all. He says something along some the sex line thing, for... which. I, I know about that. I've had sex before. I, I know what it is. And then they dance together. Oh! Uh, no, and then, no, and then <laughs> they put him in a car and they're about to kill him, finally, but then 
some guy is trying to sell them like moonshine and he pours the moonshine and uses Fiona's lit cigarette to light the car on fire. And oh, he runs cool. out, gets shot in the leg and he has to, to, to hide uh, throughout the parade. And there is a, if you, if you look closely, I didn't notice this watch. I had to, I was doing research uh, afterward and then I went back to the scene and watched it. There is a shot where it's a wide shot of them looking for bond. And there is a dog just peeing in the middle of the Yeah. That's what that dog was doing there. I saw the dog. I'm like, what's it doing there? Yeah, no, there's a shot of the dog peeing. And if you look behind that, there there are a group of uh, people in the parade that are wearing 007 masks. (laughs) What? Because, uh, because they, yeah, they just happened to be there because the parade was going on and they knew that they were filming in Nassau. So a bunch of people dressed up uh, with uh, with masks that said 007. You, you think Sean Connery just went up to them and like punched them in the stomach, every single one of them? <laughs> no, apparently they didn't even want to use the shot of the dog peeing because they were the people dressed in the 007 masks. But it's so masks. iconic. It's so like I didn't even notice it until somebody pointed it out. But I guess they needed that shot like for pacing reasons. Uh, so yeah, Bond, Bond is shot in the leg. He hides out in... What is the name of the club that he hides out in? Uh, I'm not the, a nerd. The, the, the kitty cat? Uh, I, I don't fucking know. The 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 ham and rye? The kiss kiss, the kiss club. The kiss kiss club, that's right. What? Oh, like kiss kiss bang bang, the deleted opening song. Oh my god. And for if you are a fan of the game uh, Everything or Nothing, the Bond yeah. game, that's the name but, of the club that yeah, he goes to. Yeah, I remember to, that. Or, uh, Maya's there. Amazing game. Are we going to talk about the games at any point? Oh, we should. I've already talked to someone this week about the games they played. Now we got to talk about Thunderball because we're, 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 going, we're going a little bit over. We're, 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 we're getting the home stretch here. We're in the home stretch here. So uh, Fiona shows up at the, at the Kiss Kiss Club and they're dancing. And she's like, you cannot escape. And all the guys are lining up, uh, including Vargas. And Vargas takes out a pistol and is aiming at Bond. And she's like positioning him so he'll get shot. And then it just keeps cutting. Then we have a montage that cuts back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. At the last second, Bond twists Fiona around. She gets shot. And it is followed by probably my favorite Bond or Sean Connery. Uh, Incredible. Afterwards. Incredible delivery. It's it, like the like it's 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 in it's in the top tier uh, for me. If it's not my favorite, because there's a couple. Actually, there's a couple in Demons of Forever that are pretty good, but when he when he sets her down at the random table, Sean Connery delivers probably in the top tier, like best delivery, also just best Bond lines. Uh, he drops Fiona off at the at a random table, and he just goes and he like, goes, "Fuck this." Well, he goes like, "Will you look after my friend? She's just dead. She's just dead." And then just runs <laughs> like he's just like the fact when he goes from like laughing about it. Like going like he's just dead, and then like immediately just runs away like in fear. Yeah, the little <laughs> look great. that he gets at the end is just gold. It's just gold, just going, just dead. Oh, shit, run, runs. Do away. you think about the couple he drops her off next to? Like what their reaction was throughout the rest of the night. Like Bond's on this adventure, and I'm just thinking about these two old people who are like, oh, she's really had a rough night. Oh, uh, huh? She's cold. Oh my god, there's a bullet all in her bed. We didn't do it! They were probably too drunk to even notice. <laughs> He's a professional life ruiner, so that's <laughs> on brand. Yeah, 
It's it's a very James Bond thing. Can you imagine if they made a James Bond movie where everyone came back because someone was the author of all their pain because James Bond was the author of all their pain? That'd be oh, like uh, like uh, like Friends Oberhauser. That'd be terrible. Wait, what's the name we of did that get movie? It. What's the name of that uh, movie? It's uh, called um, Octopus. Hmm. I'm, I'm getting Jake. I'm getting a letter from Kevin McClory's estate saying you got to call it Spectre. <laughs> Oh God! Does Kevin McClory create Inspector Jake? I really hope that uh, Kevin McClory's lawyers don't don't find us. We're 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 we're, we're being too hard on him. So no, but uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, Cartoon Network's lawyers have found us. Why? But why? Why would they go against us? We're giving him what he's always wanted. We're we're giving him the credit. <laughs> Every time we say Kevin McClory. An Irishman wins another five dollars from Alfred Broccoli. Albert Broccoli. I'm drunk. Those degenerates. Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred so Hitchcock. James Bond basically he has the most James Bond reaction he could ever have after ejaculating into a woman, which is running away, uh, partying, and then killing her. Um, yeah. Again, this movie is considered more feminist than Goldfinger. Why? Who's to say? Because of Fiona Volpe, because she is fucking awesome. Anyway, going to Domino, so they find <laughs> the downed plane in in the in the middle of the ocean at uh was it the Golden Reef, which is now called the Thunderball Reef. Hmm. Uh, so Bond dives into shark infested waters and he searches. He finds like the big tarp where they covered the plane, and he gets uh. Well, the fake Durval's uh, dog tags and his watch. And then he meets up with Domino in the ocean and they fuck in the middle of the ocean. Which with don't the, try the, at home, folks. You will get an embolism. It, yeah, you, 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 it must be incredibly uncomfortable to have sex at the bottom of the sea. Also, you and would then, die. No, it's awesome. It sounds awesome. Jan, you you make submarines that explode on him. It's even more uncomfortable because the what does Bond say right afterwards? But I hope we didn't scare the fish. <laughs> yes, and then and then he sucks her toes. Well, he sucks her toes to get out the what the sea urchin spine or something. Or yeah. and Kevin uh, McClory also inspired Tarantino. Anyway, continuing on. So this is when uh, Bond tells Domino that his brother or that her brother, uh, Francoise, is dead, even though he got the remains of Francoise from the doppelganger. And it's this very emotional moment where Domino finally realizes that Largo is a bad guy and killed her brother. And Bond feels so bad for her that he holds away his tears by putting on a pair of sunglasses. And, and and then he fucking shoots someone with his harpoon. And Vargas is sneaking up in the background. And then Domino just goes like, oh, Vargas is behind you. So, oh, really? And he turns around and fucking harpoons him against a tree. <laughs> which he says, I think he got the point. I think he got the point. Ah! I, I like it. I like it. It's fun. Sorry, I, I, I just remembered the scene where uh, Largo is like... I think he's talking about Vargas and he's like, he doesn't fuck or something. He's like, no, he doesn't. He doesn't have any vices. He can't. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He doesn't even make love. Yeah. And then you think you think he's going to say, like, he only kills or something like that. But he never completes that sentence because it's implied. He just looks like a sketch, dude. 
he's just cucking this guy for no reason. <laughs> he's just standing there. He's like, he doesn't make love. Is Bond gonna fuck Vargas or something? <laughs> what do you call Compared to the sexual tension with like Oddjob and like Red Grant, I don't know. I felt I wasn't rooting for those two kids to get together. Yeah, so Bond gives Domino a Geiger counter to see if the nukes are on board. Wait, 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 wait. Can we talk about what happened to Domino? So she gets captured by Largo. What is he yes. doing to her? Ice and a cigar? Ice and uh, hot and cold. Applied oh my God. specifically, it'll hurt like hell. I guess. I think uh, the implication is he rapes her, right? No, he doesn't. He is just going to... He has the ice and he has the cigar. And then the scientist guy who later helps out Domino. He has a change of heart for apparently no reason. He's the pushy galore of this movie. Yeah, he is the... No, because he feels bad for Domino because he's like... Wow, Emilio Largo's an asshole. I mean, he's about to nuke my, uh, Miami, but he's an asshole. And she's <laughs> like, pretty. But and like, she is pretty. A, a guy that we've only seen like in the background <laughs> of scenes turns up and he's like, I'm a super important character right now. <laughs> like, disabled yeah. the bomb or whatever. <laughs> and you're like, who are you? What? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, he is bad because he's like, like, oh, this is better than winning a Nobel Peace Prize earlier what? in the movie when they steal the... That, that's a line that Largo says to him. Yeah, in the middle of, like, long stretches of, like, men in flippers. Anyway, anyway <laughs> so Bond figures out the location of where the bombs are going to go off. He finds uh, finds him stealing the nukes from a secret hideout. He gets stuck there, but the radioactive pill he swallowed helps him out, because, and he swims to a cave. The CIA get to him, and then they intercept... Largo off the shores of uh, Miami and there's a big underwater fight. That is awesome. I used to think the underwater scenes were kind of boring, but they are well executed. You can tell what the hell is going on. Even though, actually, I do kind of think that the water uh, the battle, there's only so many times you can show someone getting like speared. Yes. Yeah. Well, they have the signature move, which is he just cuts everybody's air tube. He either takes off their goggles. Yeah, no, he takes off their goggles or cuts their air tube. There is the cool shot of like that one random guy just getting stabbed in the fucking eye. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty cool. The water battle is like all my issues of Thunderball signed up. I'm like, this is a really cool idea. Oh, yeah, some cool moments. Oh, it's still going. Okay. What I find funny about these underwater scenes is that they clearly shot it at the most shallow water. Like, yes. Yeah. Like oh yeah. Four feet above from the surface. And it's like, why are you? Why are you doing it here? Just, just swim up a little. The bit where the guys parachute into the water with the Miami skyline in the background—that's that's pretty pretty good. It's pretty cool. It, very cool. As a wise man named Zack Snyder once said. It's pretty cool. I don't know. If I want a baller underwater movie, I'm going with James Wan's Aquaman. And also he goes to Italy. He fights Italians in Aquaman. James Bond hasn't read Pinocchio either. James Bond would (laughs) eat flowers if you gave it to him as well. Um, The other thing I was going to say about the underwater battle, is it Bond or somebody else that has a harpoon that shoots out of the top of his backpack? No, that's Bond. 
just like Django Fett. <gasps> yeah! Oh! oh my god! Invented by Kevin McClory. Kevin McClory yeah. did Attack oh. of the Clones. All the prequels. Enough of this nerd shit. This is not what audiences want. All right, can we talk about sharks? Like cool, rational adults. Sharks got murdered on this movie. Sharks yeah, it's almost it's murdered up. Sean Connery. Yeah, if you don't like seeing animals killed in this movie, they you they shoot a shark on screen. And even in the movie, they're yeah. like, eh, this is just for a, a thing. Going back to when uh, when Bond breaks into Largo's hideout, that shot of the, like, you know that wide shot of the shark just as Bond's getting out of the pool and a shark is, like, going right after him? And you're just kind of like, oh, my God, what the fuck? That was a dead shark that they pulled on a line. And there were live oh, sharks Jesus there. Christ. And apparently... Apparently they were like pulling the shark along and then it was, it got too close to a, to a live shark and like the nerves of the shark went off and like bit at the, at the live shark and the shark retaliated and attacked the dead shark while there was someone underwater pulling the dead shark. Wow. This is just like the cold open, the thunderball where James Bond is killing his stunt double. <laughs> Another Lynchian moment. A Lynchian moment. This movie, I will give this movie credit. The whole cliche of sharks around the secret base all comes from Palmyra here, baby. Yeah, Palmyra. And also an Austin Powers stable. So Big Fat Battle, they round up all the, spe or most of the Spectre guys. Largo gets away. He has one bomb left. Uh, battleships are attacking the Disco Volante. They're like, oh, we could take out this yacht. What is what happens? Largo says jettison cocoon. Jettison cocoon. And freaking dumps the back end of the yacht that's out with dope. that's like rigged with machine guns and they're shooting at uh the guys to, to distract them. Largo is speeding away with with the with the second nuke. Uh Domino is freed by that uh, by the scientist guy because he has a change of heart because of who the fuck knows uh because because of Domino, I guess. Uh, Bond sneaks on board. Frickin' awesome fight scene. Peter Hunt is going apeshit. Yeah, it, it suddenly completely goes 180 from, you know, perhaps somewhat laconic uh, underwater battles to everything is double speed, which he would do for a shot or two. It's the whole sequence. It's when, the whole once scene. Once he climbs into the boat and starts beating them all up, the whole thing is like, you know, double speed. It really works though for for the scene. It's just like every single like hit, and and the and the boat keeps like almost crashing into a rock, and then they woo, you know. Yeah, they have to turn it out of the way, and like ev like every single punch, like like there's a cut, and like people are like flying back. Freaking Bond is getting beaten. He gets to the point where he has a bloody lip. Uh, people are throwing chairs. It's crazy. And then... It's Peter Hunt on cocaine. Allegedly. Allegedly. Al allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Sorry, I meant, I meant uh, Kevin McClory, who also edited this movie. <laughs> yes, Kevin McClory invented wipes. Yes. Anyway, uh, and now it's just down to Bond and Largo, and Largo has a gun. And he's like, I got you now. But then we hear a spear gun go off. <laughs> a no is back. She gets a win. She goes like, I'm glad I killed him. And Bond's just like, you're glad. 
<laughs> Which brings us back to why this movie is Tenet. <laughs> or Tenet was very inspired it by Thunderball specifically. I, I do very much. The whole going backwards in time battle where just a bunch of random people in suits fighting each other. And I'm like, this is going on too long. When James Bond orders hot sauce, that really reminded me of Tenet. When Robert Pattinson came in and said, I'm Batman, you gotta think a little bigger, darling. That really reminded me of Tenet. When I saw Tenet, <laughs> that really reminded me of Tenet. I got an admission to make, I didn't watch Thunderball. I, I just watched Tenet. Did you invert so you unwatched Thunderball? <laughs> I watched Tenet on an iPad in a in a hot tub, which I was like, this is pretty much watching Thunderball, right? There's water involved. Anyway, they kills the guy, Largo jams the controls with his body and his one last act of defiance. They have to jump off the boat. The scientist guy doesn't know how to swim. We don't know what happens to him, but he has a life preserver, so he's fine. Uh, Bond has uh, an inflatable raft. And then he's working on something. We're just like, what the hell is he doing? He gets sky hooked out of there, baby. And him and Domino fly out of there. Another Nolan thing. He becomes Batman. And he doesn't even have a line. Once again, it's wordless, you know? Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, this really got to me. Because, like, in all the other Bond movies up to this point, there's a little moment where he, like, enjoys being with the woman. In this movie, they're just yanked. Because the whole focus is on the yanking. It's on the spectacle. It's on being too big. Where is the character? Where is the intimacy? <laughs> Where is the character in a Sean Connery James Bond movie? Troy, we get that blue screen shot of Connery like laughing and Domino laughing as they're being skyhooked. They're like, aha, and he's and she's in his arms. It is about the gadget. It is not about each other. It is a great fucking ending. Uh, he's embracing Domino. Domino's embracing him as he's being lifted up into the air as they fly off into the distance and they're still being dragged by the plane. Credits roll. And at least in the version I saw, it did not say he would return. Oh, interesting. Because the original credits said Bond will return in On Her Majesty's oh, Secret yeah. Service, which they didn't do because... Uh, that was supposed to be next, but the filming locations fell through. Well, mm -hmm. Honor Majesty's Secret Service was supposed to be filmed after Goldfinger. But then uh, they were able to do Thunderball, so they're like, we need to get Thunderball out right away. And then they were going to do it after Thunderball, but then the locations fell through. So then their solution to getting rid of that title card is that the credits end early. Mm. So they just they just mm. ended the movie early. They do end mm. abruptly. Yeah. <laughs> And that was their big idea. And also, depending on which version you watch, I don't know if it's the UK or US version, the ending has the, the James Bond theme, the classic James Bond theme. And then in other versions of the movie, it ends with the Thunderball, not the Tom Jones Thunderball theme, but like the instrumental, the... I think that's the one I watched. The, the ending, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Troy, with the, <laughs> you want more characters. In this movie, it's all about the spectacle. Y yeah, what's wrong with that? Hope, adventure, film noir, crime, spy, it's all about the wacky, goofy characters. You want to see Bond and Goldfinger go up against each other. If there's no chemistry there, and I mean, Connery and uh, Claudine Auger, they have chemistry, but it's not really fully there in the movie to explore because she's not introduced until an hour in. And she's not there for another 45 minutes. I think he spends more time with Kissy Suzuki in the next film. And 
and she's like not even the main girl for the first half of the film. But does that even matter? Like nothing is developed. It feels good in the moment, but then you wake up in the morning and you're empty inside. You wake up in the morning and you're empty inside, like James Bond. <laughs> yeah, it's a 4D experience. It's it, it's all about it's all about the ride, the vacation, uh, the vacation to the Bahamas, stopping a cycloptic bad guy. Yeah. Uh, deep sea warfare, nukes, beautiful women, funny lines. Uh, Thunderball has it all. So another day for the Cape Crusader. Another <laughs> <laughs> Batman will return. Batman is cool. My father, he walked into the movie and he goes, when will they start talking? And I'm like, not for a while, dad. That's right. It's cinematic. Listen, you motherfucker. I'm going to put the record straight here. Okay. <laughs> is this movie as good as the previous ones? No. No. Yes. It is better than For Much With Love and Dr. No. No, absolutely not. For Marsha with Love and Dr. No are more spy. They have more memorable characters. Stuff happens. They have layers. Stuff happens. Evil layers. There's a ticking clock in Thunderball. The action is huge. The lines are funny. That's my, I, I will agree with Troy. Like, even though there is a ticking clock, I don't really feel it because yeah. everything is going kind of slowly. But... I don't dislike it because of that. I'm I'm just I'm chilling with it. You know, this is a vibe movie. You're invoking the definition of a vibe movie where it has to be a spy movie. Why'd you say that name? Oh fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I have to go kill myself now. So do not speak. We're bleeping that. We're bleeping that. We're, we're, we're bleeping that. Yeah. Now we're at the point of the show where we give our final thoughts on the movie and we also grade Sean Connery's toupee. Yes, yeah, very important. Jen, you can go first. Uh, what did you think of Thunderball? Thunderball? Well, even though, ironically, this has been the longest that we've been talking about the James <laughs> Bond movie. Just like how Thunderball is the longest James Bond movie. It's going to be a fucking nightmare for poor uh, producer Paul to edit this. This is his first um, episode he's editing by himself, folks. Yeah, he's growing up. It's a disaster. <laughs> but I, I curiously enough, don't have much to say about Thunderball uh, other than it's a good time. Like the the I I like it. Uh, what's your what's your thoughts on his toupee? Well, for, first I gotta rate the movie. The movie I would give like a seven out of ten. Yes, it's more of a set piece movie. Then the other ones about the little fucking games that you like, Troy, or whatever. <laughs> I want but, the characters to be smart. Uh, the set pieces are very fun. It's very silly. It's got uh, sharks. It's got a villain in an eye patch. It's got uh, grenades that explode underwater. It's got Sean Connery swimming around without his toupee, which is shocking. Shocking. And... <laughs> The girls are really fucking cool. So I give the movie a solid 7 out of 10. The toupee. <laughs> this is a tough one. Because <laughs> the toupee is better than Goldfinger in that it looks more like real hair. But for some reason, it's not slid back anymore, which was... Uh, uh, a James Bond staple to have his hair like that 
now it's just kind of flat. It's just mm-hmm. it's like a it's like mm-hmm. a mop just there. And and it makes him look a little bit older. Wait till we get to Diamonds Are Forever, where he looks 68. But this was the start of it. But it looks okay. It looks real. And he still looks good. So I'm going to give the toupee, again, like a solid 6 or 7 out of 10. It's it's nowhere near as, as close as good as the toupee from, from Russia with Love. That's the mm. gold standard, I mm. think. Try. What right. do you think? So toupee, I, I feel I'm in a safe space. Uh, the toupee in this movie is cartoony. It is obvious. It does not move. It sits perfectly upon its head like a little light black souffle, perfectly coiffed. But you know what? This movie is a big cartoon, and I think this toupee fits the subject matter of the movie. I think he looks like a Lego guy, and I think <laughs> having a Lego guy toupee now that's is a hot excellent. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a... What's his name? Uh, Robbie Rotten from Lazy Town. With that, yeah, Robbie Rotten from Lazy Town. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace. Oh, oh. R.I.P. All right. Now my opinion on the movie. So watching Thunderball, I'm like, am I wrong? This is so colorful. This is fun at parts. There were isolated moments of fun. But then the minute that the first camera goes underneath that water, the movie starts to sink. And it starts to drag. And I just remember last all the fun we have. There are six official Sean Connery movies, each with wonderful characters, crazy escapades, fun camera tricks, fun gadgets. And Thunderball, of all of them, feels the most like coasting. Like we're just gonna do sensation after sensation. And yes, it's all very technically impressive, but As Ingmar Bergman said, the great subject of the cinema is the human face. And when I look and I see that Connery and Claudine Auger are not able to form chemistry, when I see the absolutely waste of space that is Sully as Largo, who is just nothing, just a pale imitation of Goldfinger, I'm forced to go that while this movie does have some nice things about it, it is definitely the weakest for me, uh, unless it changes on a rewatch, of the official Connery Bonds. Four out of ten, my rating stays the same. Well, Ingmar Bergman loved this movie and Crocodile Dundee, so yeah, fuck you. Well, Ingmar Bergman couldn't keep a marriage going to save his life, so I don't agree with him on everything. (laughs) Neither can I, so take that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. That's right, bitch. (laughs) All right, um... So my thoughts on Connery's toupee. Hot take here between you guys. I actually don't mind the toupee in this one. Mm. Uh, it has to do a lot of work because it has to be wet all the time. And I'm mostly giving my score out because of this one shot. Right after they escape the Disco Volante and uh, they're witnessing it uh, crash into the island, Bond comes up out of the water and his hair falls over his face and Bond slicks his hair back to get it out of his eyes to look at the the explosion that's going to happen. From that shot, I will give this a uh, noteworthy 8 out of 10. Yes! That toupee. As for the movie... (laughs) You dick. (laughs) 
<laughs> you brought me on here for my opinions. I stand like Patrick Starr in a Coliseum of Peanuts. <laughs> I get what I deserve. Dude, I get what I deserve. Anyway, so my thoughts on Thunderball. I admit that I am a little bit biased because this was the very first Bond movie I saw. I saw it as a wee lad, and that opening scene just fucking blew my mind. And I always, out of the Connery movies, for when I was a kid, Thunderball was my favorite, mostly because it was the first one I watched. So I have like this, this special reverence for it. Over time, I kind of thought that the underwater scenes were like slow and it does drag the movie to a halt. And the other movies have like this wicked pace that just keeps going. But I still like it, like in the in, in the general uh, group of Connery movies. It's my second favorite Connery movie. Hmm. Watching it again, I did not have that caveat of the underwater scenes are boring. I for I don't know for whatever reason I can't articulate as to why I felt this way, but I was somehow sucked into every moment that was happening underwater. I followed through on everything. Does it overstay its welcome? objectively yes but what's there is still fun and you can follow what's happening uh the rest of the movie is it, it looks gorgeous those panavision uh cameras are fucking milking every single get your milk metaphor out come on <laughs> milk my milk my tits out those panavision lenses uh the action is fun I love Adolfo Celli as Largo. What? The look is just there, and he has a good antagonistic relationship with Bond because Bond is after his girl. Anyone can wear an eye patch and be mean to James Bond. I enjoy it. That's why I give Thunderball a four out of five because it's the fourth James Bond movie, and I still maybe it's uh my 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 rose tinted glasses talking, but uh. Eight out of ten, four out of five. I don't know why, but I'm still laughing about you saying milk my tits. I don't know. I feel like that's a good soundbite that we could use. Milk my tits. Milk my tits. Milk my tits. Milk my tits. Paul, you have every... Uh, you, you have my blessing to meme that pretty hard. But Paul, what are your thoughts? Oh my god. Um... Yeah, I don't know if this was the first Connery I saw. It was either this or Goldfinger, though. And, uh, yeah, I like it. I still like it. This is the latest Connery that I've seen so far, so it's Whoa. on new territory after this. But this is definitely, not really by a long shot, but it's definitely my favorite of the ones so far. It's got vibes. Ooh, I like Underwater. <laughs> Un unlike Goldfinger, it looks good. Unlike Goldfinger, <laughs> uh, the women are not actively screaming at him as he jumps on them. Um, and uh, vibes. Baby you know. steps. I like vibes. Uh, look, does this movie need to be two hours and 15 minutes? No. Does this podcast need to be two hours and 15 minutes? No. <laughs> and I don't know if, yeah, I mean, maybe I'm, this is another hot take that I'm going to start nurturing, but you know. We're living in an age here in the year 2020 when Joe Schmo <laughs> yeah. goes to see a movie and they tell you, how long is it? And you're like, it's over two hours. And people are like, why are movies so long now? 
And that's how I feel about these films that are 60 years old. <laughs> I, oh, there's, no. there's really no reason that your baseline... Why did we choose you as our producer, though? <laughs> I, I have diplomatic immunity. You can't fire me without a millions and several. Are you going to hit us with a Kevin McClory lawsuit? That's right. You can fire me, but I'm going to be credited producer on every episode. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you look closely at Paul Snow's fine print, it says written by Kevin McClory. <laughs> look real close. It's like in Blade Runner when they open up my DNA. It's like, but the toupee, I mean, I guess maybe it's like not even because it's underwater, but it looks pretty damn good to me. So thumbs up on both counts. They just get better and better, folks. I want to meet everyone halfway here. I think Thunderball is the best Sean Connery movie to show to babies and other people who have not seen a Sean Connery <laughs> James Bond movie before. <laughs> also, when he's in the orange jumpsuit, he looks like a giant baby bottle. that That's why we want to milk him. Yeah! Milk his tits. All right. Any any final thoughts on You Only Live Twice, the highest grossing Bond film for, like, decades? Because people love water? Th Thunderbolt. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. Guys, next week we, we're doing You Only Live Twice, right? That one's not bad. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? No. You, oh, no. What? what? You, you think next week we're doing You Only Live, Live Twice? Mm -hmm. Our namesake? Absolutely not. What? For there is another. No, not... No! 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 Get ready for some Woody Allen, motherfucker! No! Yeah! Yeah! I'm genuinely thirsty for milk now. <laughs>